It's time to rev it up and roll with America's premier motorcycle talk show. Open Road Radio is on the air with Gina Woods and other guest hosts. And now, with riding on their minds, here's your hosts of Open Road Radio. Hey, and we are live and we are here for Open Road Radio on the 16th of January already. I can't believe it. It's it's coming fast. And uh, But we have Tice in the house. We've got Penny in the house. Hello, everybody. I, uh, I, well, I guess, Penny, that makes you and I the other hosts. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, happen to be the other, other here. <laughs> That's Your funny. supporting cast, Gina, and birthday, by the way. Hey, hey, thanks so much. <laughs> and happy 26th birthday, Open Road Radio. Um, wow, 26 years. And it's so funny because I started when I was 26. You started when you were four. Come on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Math is not the strong point of the show, Penny. Right. Okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know what is the strong point is motorcycles. And we have got a killer show for you guys tonight, man. We have got uh, not only uh, Tyson in the house to talk a little bit about XDL, um, freestyle uh, bike championship. We actually, we actually have Tyson in the freezing cold garage, but, you know, I mean, <laughs> Close enough, you know. They, they we don't need to get you out. a heated garage to be working no, on that pan head. <laughs> keep my breath out here. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's pretty warm. We're lucky that it's warm in this uh, northern part of the country, and uh, we had fifty degrees today, so we are not complaining on January sixteenth. I mean, you guys we're, we're forty this? and uh, we're forty and some rain up here, just north of Milwaukee. But I mean, but how- exactly. How, but how more? Having a little adult beverage, standing around a motorcycle, and just you know, <laughs> like, what should I do next? What's going to happen here? What, well, what's guys, dripping today? If it makes you guys feel any better, Vegas isn't much uh, warmer than you guys right now. I know no, she sent me the temperatures for next week when we go out to make them, and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> have to do it. So speaking of that, we've got a fantastic show lined up. We have got Greg Arnold. He's the director of motorcycles over at Mika Motorcycle Auction. Favorite time of the year is this week because I'm always getting ready to come out to Las Vegas and hang out in the studio next week with Penny and Dazzlin. And Greg's going to join us as well. And just because Mika, because Mika Motorcycle Auction, get to see a lot of great friends and vintage collectors and collections. And Greg is going to join us in a little while and talk to us about that. Lots of fun. And one of the big talked about uh, collections this year is uh, Mike Wolf's as found collection by Mike Wolf. So that is really exciting. Mike is going to join us as well during the show. So a lot of great stuff coming on. Give it a like, give it a share, leave us a comment in the, uh, right in that little box over there and uh, we'll read it out loud or we can uh, you can just say hello and chime in we'd love that um yeah so we've got mike wolf american pickers we've got greg arnold mika motorcycle division manager chris tice is in the house and penny is live from sin city yeah <laughs> so chris are you coming out for Meekum or no no i uh i have to stay home an adult and uh continue to work and uh i got I got a panhead behind me that's got to get built. I got a shovel head. I got a Dyna. I got I got ninety nine problems, and uh, 
Unfortunately, <laughs> Vegas isn't one for me right now. Oh, well, that's good. it would be a good problem to have. But I've got to tell you what, I was really excited because Greg and David Morton invited me last year to, um, I got to, uh, I got to be, you see the Uline glove and the Uline glove is the, is the, 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 the magic, magic of white, the white gloves that you can, that you have to wear when you're on that stage and going across it. Penny, I don't know if you remember when we had all of the, uh, um, the flying piston bikes last year. Oh, yeah. We got to, I got to roll one across. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was really big fun. I mean, that was the highlight of my motorcycle career, Greg. <laughs> That's cool. What a great photo. Yeah, it was really big fun. Make a motorcycle action. Put it on your bucket list. I mean, if you can't make it, Greg's going to tell you how you can be a bidder. But, man, I'm just telling you what, it's a social event. It's really what it's become, the social event of the year, I think. That's, it's a lot of fun if you're into vintage motorcycles and motorcycles. Get out to meet, uh, make a auction. Greg will fill us in on more information in a while. But I wanted to real quickly give uh, give Tice uh, the floor just to talk a little bit about what's coming up for XDL. You know, um, he's been at that for, for I don't know, Tice, how many years? You tell us. Well, I mean, basically, I've been at, uh, you know, the motorcycle industry since I was about uh, 17, 18, started riding wheelies, started performing shows. And then uh, I quickly discovered I was much better at talking and uh, working motorcycle. <laughs> uh, so, or we have that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, so I bought, uh, I bought XDL, and uh, I think I've owned that now since uh, 2016. So that's it'll be seven years in April. And, um, yeah, we just travel the country doing some events right there. You see a good buddy of mine, uh, factory BMW, Chris McNeil. That's actually at SEMA uh, a couple of years back. We've, uh, him and I have done some really, really cool stuff. MotoGP, SEMA, CE, you know, two wheel and uh, one wheel motorcycle love. Um, you know, outside of that, we're still doing some stuff. Obviously, just like everybody else, the pandemic kind of put a little screeching halt to live events, but, I would say, uh, man, 2023 really just looks like everybody's just itching, hungry, ready to really get outside, kind of get back to, you know, a lot more live stuff and, you know, just kind of keep the party rolling. Fantastic. How are the events lined up for you this year? Uh, we're doing pretty good. To be honest with you, like we, a lot of times we don't really kind of book stuff until right about now. My, uh, as they call, police season. So really just, I don't know where we got these pictures from. But uh, no, we are really just kind of lining <laughs> things up. And um, we got a lot of cool stuff that, you know, a lot of cool stuff, a lot of cool people we're talking to, hopefully some partnerships that uh, we get to, you know, move forward with and bring out here in the very near future. But, you know, right now, I just, we're looking forward to getting back and doing this. This was at Hales Harley-Davidson right here in Milwaukee. I mean, it's just, for us, there's, uh, there's nothing better than uh, being in front of a big crowd, riding wheelies. It's uh about as close as I'll ever get to being a, a lead singer in Leonard Skinner. So <laughs> you know, I, I like it. Me hanging out, you know, my old Dyna right there. I got a new Dyna coming. I don't know if it's going to be quite as wild as this one, but, and nice. then, you know, I'm building the shovel head back here. So you never know what might come rolling into one of our Street Cowboys shows. So, you know, you might, you might see some old stuff. You might see some new stuff. You might just have to show up at the show and find out for yourself. Well, Chris, I've had the pleasure of uh, hanging out at, uh, gosh, quite a few of your shows, IMS shows, um, uh, 
Sturgis shows, uh, different uh, shows in Milwaukee, uh, elsewhere. And, uh, you know, I just I just like the action stuff. I mean, obviously, the crowd does, too, because you, you get a big crowd uh, every time. And uh, people just, I, I think people tend to gravitate towards that, right? I mean, you hear motorcycles screeching. You know, that's the first thing people are going to do, screeching yeah, or, exactly. uh, yeah. or smoke. Yeah, the picture up right now, the picture up right now is our XDL Willie experience. So we uh, we did a handful of events last year around the country, um, you know, tech. Texas, we were in Denver, all over, and we're events. And our ex Willie experience is really cool. It's actually where you get the opportunity to um, experience what it's like to ride a Willie. And we've got two machines. One of them is all hydraulic. It kind of just helps you to take the edge and uh, get you get you over the fear of stra staring straight up at the sky. And right now, you can see uh, our friend Nicole right here. She's riding our live action machine, yeah, and, you cool. know, right. And right there, she's doing it all by herself. You know, she's using the throttle. She's using the brake. You can just barely see the tip of That's because Jacole is such my a hat badass. there. We're just over. So <laughs> we do a lot of cool stuff. I still right, crazy right. ideas. And uh, every year, some of our partners just give me just enough to, you know, bring another crazy idea out every year. That's fantastic. And people can get uh, XDL wear, wearables. Where yeah, at? you can find it on our, our site. You can go right off of our uh, xdlshow.com. My Instagram has links. Otherwise, um, TNT wear. Right here, you see a bunch of our street cowboys, which is our Harley-based uh, V-Twin team. And XDL kind of is usually a little bit more sport bike stuff. And, you know, they have some great crossover. I mean, uh, you know, you'd expect when you roll some sport bikes into a, a heavy, heavy Sturgis crowd. I've burned down some places, uh, Iron Horse, um, yeah, Buffalo Chip. Like, you know, you start, you start, you start tearing tires off of motorcycles and everybody's going to come running. <laughs> How many FXRs you got in there? Uh, oh, Penny, I'm really sorry, but uh, I'm a Dyna bro. <laughs> you so. sound better yet. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, maybe someday, who knows what'll happen. I mean, I, I have my eye on an FXR. I just, uh, like I said, I got a pan head, I got a shovel head, I got a dyna that all got to get built before uh, my That's FXR. Good. But I, I'm going to do my FXR a little bit different than everybody else. And uh, you're going to be the, probably the. Yeah, uh, good. <laughs> now, it's getting to be crunch time. I mean, Daytona is eight, is seven weeks away now, so it's crunch time. It's already out the gate, and man, it's it's just uh, it's flying by already. I, I feel like we just did this show like three weeks ago, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh man, it's uh, it's back to uh, pre Daytona shows again. It's just like know, right. A little, a little winding clock never ever slows down. I think it's getting faster. Some something's wrong with my clock. <laughs> yeah we're all by the same clock well that's awesome thank you so much i'm so glad because i i love what you do and i'm, I'm glad we got to tell everybody a little bit more about it well i always appreciate it and uh i'm just just waiting for one of these days i'm gonna put you on back on one of my dinos and uh we're gonna pop some willies together you damn right <laughs> i'm getting uh chris you're gonna stick around with us and um, we're gonna Head to a commercial break. We're going to get uh, Greg Arnold from Mika Motorcycle um, Auctions coming up next and Mike Wolf later on in the show. So stay tuned. Give it a like. Give it a share. We'll be right back after these messages. Law we practice is personal injury law. Specifically, we represent injured bicyclists and injured motorcyclists. 
My partner and myself have been practicing for 27 years. We know as a firm how to work together. Because we focus only on motorcycle crashes and bicycle crashes, we are used to not only the dynamics of how the crashes happen, but we're also used to dealing with the biases of the insurance adjusters that want to put the blame on our clients. Ready to ride? Seafoam Motor Treatment was born with a focus on being a safe and effective product that helps engines run cleaner and last longer. Seafoam Motor Treatment is now one of the best-selling additives in North America. Seafoam Motor Treatment is an all-petroleum blend that helps lubricate upper cylinders while it cleans, helping engines to run cleaner, run smoother, and last longer. Seafoam products have attracted a passionate following as the proven choice for mechanics, vehicle enthusiasts, and all sorts of people who love or depend on engines. We've grown since our humble beginnings, but our focus is still the same. Safe products that are proven to work and keep engines and equipment running their best. And if you're looking for a great cleaning combo for your bike, try Seafoam Bugs Be Gone to clean and Seafoam Fast Shine to detail. Ask for it at your local retailer. Seafoam, the trusted choice since 1942. Check out the website for the full line of products, locations, and videos at SeafoamSales.com and like us on Facebook. While some products fix problems, Andrews solves them. With nearly 50 years of passion, precision, and high performance, Andrews products changes the world of motorsports. Engineered and manufactured in-house, Andrews excels by using aircraft steel, then machining to the closest industry tolerances. If you need powerful cams, gears, and transmissions for your ride that are proudly made in America, use Andrews products. Contact andrewsproducts.com or call our tech line Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 at 847-759-0190. How can you tell if somebody actually cares? Look at their actions. At Full Throttle Law, we are all about protecting riders. That means we don't just organize rides. We take action to keep riders safe. We have sponsored or created over 20 safety-focused events in the past year alone. Emergency response classes, first aid courses, riding seminars, track days, garage nights, and fundraisers for local independent charities like Biker Down. Any law firm can help you get a settlement if you get hurt. But we're already on the road with you, doing everything we can to make sure we all get home safe at the end of the ride. If you've been hurt in any kind of accident, tell your smartphone to call Full Throttle Law. We ride together. Mecham Auctions returns to Las Vegas for the world's largest vintage and antique motorcycle auction, January 24th through the 28th at the South Point Hotel and Casino, featuring 2,000 motorcycles with over a dozen collections crossing the block. Broadcast live on Motor Trend Plus. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. All right, and we are back, and we are going to be bringing um, our friend Greg uh, Arnold in from the Mika Motorcycle Auctions, the motorcycle manager, and we had a nice chance to talk with Greg uh, just before the show, and Greg uh, is not feeling all so hot, but man, what a trooper to join us tonight and promote uh, this big event next week, so let's uh, bring him on. And see if he's still there. He's still he's still alive. He's still good. <laughs> hey Greg. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Open Road Radio. And uh Greg, uh make a motorcycle um motorcycle manager. 
And uh, how long have you been with the Make of Motorcycle Auctions? I took over the motorcycle division in uh, about the 1st of January, 2014, actually. But was there a motorcycle division at that time, or did you kind of create this? We always had motorcycles at car auctions, you know, but we thought that there would be a, uh, a spot, you know, to have, uh, to increase the presence with motorcycles with Mecham Auctions, so that's what we did. Yeah, that is fantastic. And I mean, just year by year, you've seen it grow. What is... Uh, yeah, it started out, you know, with the Las Vegas auction with, I guess, maybe 350 motorcycles, and we're, you know, pushing for 2,000 now, so. Wow. Yeah, yes. even compared to last year, it's it's doing fantastic this year. Yeah, yeah, it's doing really well. Consignments are up, registered bidders are up, ticket sales are out through the roof. It's gonna be a barn burner for sure. You should be there. I will be there. I'm excited to be there. Everybody should be there. Yeah. But you Talking except Tice. <laughs> Tice is too busy in the garage. Tice doesn't get to be there. Um, you know, Greg, tell us a little bit about the if people can't be there. How how do they get to bid? I mean, how can they get online? I mean, obviously there's online bidding that's doing very well. What do they have to do to to be a bidder online? To be a bidder online or by telephone, as a matter of fact, you have to go to meekum.com and register to bid as an absentee. And there's, you know, that's the same registration fee as it is for the uh, being, you know, live on site. I believe it's $200. Wow. And what would you say your ratio is people that are live versus people that call in or go online? It's still strongly live. But, you know, of course, with the with the pandemic, you know, we've we've increased our uh, our absentee bidding by, you know, a, a large amount. I would say, you know, online or telephone. Might be close to 20% now. Oh, okay. So that's, that's pretty big. That's awesome. And then uh, vendors again this year, like always, right? Yes. Awesome. Well, yeah, let's well, talk about the vendors because you've got some great highlights and some great collections um, in your uh, at the at the motorcycle auction this year. Why don't you tell us about that? And tell us a little bit, tell us what a collection is first. Tell us what the, the collections are, because I know that that's, that's pretty trending right now. Well, you know, people start buying motorcycles and sometimes they don't quit. Uh, you know, there's various reasons. Some people are expressly aiming at collecting something in particular. That's probably, probably the main segment of uh, motorcycle collections is someone that wants to, you know, collect Triumphs or just collect Triumph Bonnevilles or just collect Knuckleheads or, you know, it goes it goes on and on. And, uh, you know, at some point they, they have figure out they have so many motorcycles they can't even keep air in the tires. So, you know, that's time to go. Situations change, you know, a lot of people will sell their collection and then just start right over again. That's very common. Well, how exciting is it for you to be the person that has, or are you the person that has to go out to look at the collection? Oh, you know, it's a pretty good gig, no doubt about it. I spent a lot of time on the road, but, you know, to open the doors on a building and see stuff that, you know, isn't known necessarily, you know, it's fresh to the market, as we say, that's pretty exciting. I like everything, two wheels and a motor, that's good for me. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. So are you the, um, how many people do you have that yeah, yeah, um, are able to go out? Because I'm, I'm definitely volunteering my services. You know, if you're a busy guy or you come down with a cold, you know, I mean, how can you be everywhere all the time? <laughs> well, you know, uh, uh, jobs are available on just have to apply you know we have specific time this motorcycle auction will have okay, uh, hundreds of people on the ground for that one probably wow yeah, wow and how many attendees greg oh i think the gate last year was somewhere in the neighborhood of five thousand a day for the auction nice right Cool. <laughs> that's a lot of people for uh, motorcycle auction. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. A lot of people walk around looking at motorcycles, but with this many motorcycles, it's the best bike show in the world, bar none. You won't see that many motorcycles or, you know, that variety of motorcycles anywhere. And then to be able to see them cross the auction block and see what kind of prices they realize in the real world is another whole thing. So what? Well, yeah. uh, so so far, what do you what do you guys have for like a for a record for you know most uh, most bid on a motorcycle? What kind of bike was it? <laughs> most bids, highest money. Yeah. Well, I think winning still is probably a uh, 1915 Cyclone board track racer that had been in in Steve McQueen's collection, but they're a very very rare bird all by themselves. You know, you don't you don't see them that one. I think the sale price on that was, you know, $860,000, somewhere in that range. Cha-ching! Gosh, hey. wow. That's crazy. Wow. And who had, I mean, I, I shouldn't say who, but the biggest collection, how many motorcycles have you seen in one collection, like the most, the highest number? Well, I think the Jim's Forever collection at this auction is 100 motorcycles, 101, something like that. That's a lot of bikes. They have others that like 80. The biggest one I've ever seen that has not come to the market yet is uh, maybe more like 500 motorcycles and nice ones. Greg, is there anybody out there that you know has a collection that you want them to bring to me? Is there anybody I know that has a collection and want me to come and look at it? I mean, hmm. is, there, is there anybody out there that you you are you're seeking or that you're you want their collection to come true i mean you, you may not know them but you know of their collection um, i have some stops that, to make. yep you do you've got some yep i have some stops to make for sure yep. ah <laughs> but i just well, want I to kind of time. But, cool. you know, i'll get there and um, get there. and they do contact us quite frequently I want to be a fly on your coat when you go to these. I'm telling you right now. I just want to feel it. It's well, got to be exciting. It's interesting. What about the road art, Greg? What do you, what do we got uh, this year? Quite a bit of art? Well, we sold a whole lot of, uh, of uh, memorabilia from the Jim's River collection on our on-time platform, which is a, uh, which is, you know, basically uh, uh, internet, sales you know where the bidding stays open for two three weeks uh, we probably sold ten thousand items that jim had uh we've got some signs if you look on the website under uh click on road art for this auction you know you can view what we have nice okay for sure yeah, 
there's always some great stuff at Makeham. I know that I've already spoke with uh, Jason Sims. He's going to be there. Um, mm -hmm. I know yep. that Eric uh, Herman is always here with his art. Um, they said uh, there's there's so much to do. And one of the most exciting things is when you come into the hall and you do go downstairs, the whole back of the main uh, area is just full of motorcycles and it's categorized by what day they're going to go on. But um, <laughs> it just, you can just get lost in it because it's just vintage after vintage after vintage after row after row after row. Yeah, and there's it's, it's amazing to see. It's, it's just if you stand on the stairs and just look long enough, you just get dizzy. I get dizzy. It's <laughs> looking at all those bikes. Um, and this year, like you said, about uh, 2000, yeah, yeah, we're pushing forward. I don't think we're quite there yet. We're in the seventeen hundred range right now. So, <laughs> Tice, what are you saying? <laughs> That's so many motorcycles to be auctioned off. And I mean, it's like it's not so, like you're just going to like uh, you know you're not going to a salvage auction or just a a bike auction. Yeah, you're going yeah. to an auction that you know everything is rare or restored or you know like it's just to me the the numbers that Greg keeps telling us are just mind blowing. Well, yes and no. You know, uh, people don't realize it's the same on the car side. We sell a whole lot of uh, motorcycles for under $5,000. You know, we have our motto, you know, Mika Washington, we have something for everyone. You know, we take care of the entry level because today's entry level is tomorrow's middle level and so on. So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, there's always stuff. There's always projects. There's out and out projects. So, yeah. People, well, I mean, sh people shouldn't be intimidated. Like, if even if you can't buy, you should just come to be able to look at all the motorcycles yeah even as a spectator like i said it's the best motorcycle show in the world if you like you know old and interesting bikes you know antique and collector vintage it's like it's like going it's like going to an art museum you know there's, there's even if you're not into something like you can appreciate everything that's there and like you know there might be something you've seen you know in a magazine or on the internet but to actually see something in front of you it's it's such a different experience and i think that's uh you know that that's probably would be for me probably the craziest thing i didn't just walk around like <laughs> yeah, the, you know, that's a lot of fun. You know, there's some obscure motorcycles that, you know, I hadn't even heard of, and I heard of a lot, you know, and I, you know, get my hands on them. So that's a, that's a really interesting thing. Would you consider yourself um, a premier expert in motorcycling? Uh, I'm an expert in the antique motorcycle auction business. I know a lot about bikes. Uh, I know a lot about a lot of different bikes. But I'm not really an expert in any one thing, you know. There's just no time for me to specialize. You know, I got yeah. I got to cover a lot of different stuff. Yeah, absolutely, lots and lots. What do you think is trending right now? Is is there a mini bike craze going on? Well, did you say mini bike craze? Yeah, has there been a mini bike trend? Yeah, there is. You know, uh, I think it's stronger at the car auctions. You know, you go uh -huh. to. A, go to a Minkum car auction and all those car guys, you know, they all had a Honda mini trailer, a CT 70, even if they never had another two wheeled motorized conveyance, <laughs> they all had that. So there's a great deal of nostalgia about those guys. And, you know, they, you know, they're buying and selling cars that, you know, are north of $50,000, sometimes much more. So, you know, a five or $6,000 mini bike is nothing to them, but, they can buy a perfect one and park it in their man cave and say, you know, I used to have one of those. So exactly. That's all very powerful in the business. 
I think that uh, there's uh, uh, no, uh, um, you know, there, there's no limit to what people can do. Uh, people put them in their office and their 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 houses. I mean, I've got, I took the Christmas tree down and there's a big spot and I'm thinking about putting plants there and I'm thinking about putting a bike where I can put the plants on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just yeah, saying people not, use bikes know? for everything now. You know, I, you I get think they're really more of a fit one car. There's more of a prop, I think, than ever. But uh, why did you have a car? My grandma had a car for gosh sakes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we want to say hello to some folks in the house. We got Mike Draco. We got Shannon Dazzling. Dazzling. Uh, she actually was on a trip this uh, past weekend and. Uh, just getting home, but we appreciate that she popped on, and we will see her next week in Sin City, as well as there are some other people that are on, but Corey just made my screen go blank. I gotta see who they were. From Stu's motorcycle uh, towing was on. He's a cool local guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Great to uh, see you all. Thank you for joining us here on Open Road Radio. Give it a like, give it a share. I'll be there. Rebecca on and Robin as well. Thank you so much. Robin was so excited about the promo today that we played for Mika Auction that she got a plane ticket and now she's coming out there. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Yeah. Well, that's excellent. That's what we're aiming for. So that was a lot of fun. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. Mike, you're going to, um, um, Greg, you're going to hang out with us for a, a few more minutes. And we're going to bring Mike, yeah, uh, Mike Wolf up. And we will be right back after these messages. Give it a like. Give it a share. We'll be right back. All right. And rode on two wheels with help from Eagle Rider, the world's largest motorcycle rental and tour company. Choose from a wide selection of new motorcycles from popular brands like Harley-Davidson, BMW, Honda, Yamaha, and a whole lot more. Whether you're looking to get away for the day, weekend, or join us on one of our epic tours like our Wild West, Baja, or Route 66 tour. With over 150 locations worldwide and 30 years in the industry, it's plain to see why Eagle Rider is the trusted go-to name for your motorcycle rental needs. Book your next adventure today and visit us at EagleRider.com or call us at 310-321-3180. Eagle Rider. The type of law we practice is personal injury law. Specifically, we represent injured bicyclists and injured motorcyclists. My partner and myself have been practicing for 27 years. We know as a firm how to work together. Because we focus only on motorcycle crashes and bicycle crashes, we are used to not only the dynamics of how the crashes happen, but we're also used to dealing with the biases of the insurance adjusters that want to put the blame on our clients. My name is Mia, and my parents are the creators of Mimi and Moto, the motorcycle monkeys. If you are a mom, dad, aunt, uncle, grandma, or grandpa, please go visit our website, www.mimianmoto.com. We have books, t-shirts, onesies, ornaments, plus toys, and more. Please visit mimianmoto.com today and join our mission to get more kids like me excited about motorcycles. That's www.mimianmoto.com. How can you tell if somebody actually cares? Look at their actions. At Full Throttle Law, we are all about protecting riders. That means we don't just organize rides. We take action to keep riders safe. We have sponsored or created over 20 safety-focused events in the past year alone. Emergency response classes, first aid courses, riding seminars, track days, garage nights, and fundraisers for local independent charities like Biker Down. Any law firm can help you get a settlement if you get hurt. 
but we're already on the road with you, doing everything we can to make sure we all get home safe at the end of the ride. If you've been hurt in any kind of accident, tell your smartphone to call Full Throttle Law. We ride together. Nikom Auctions returns to Las Vegas for the world's largest vintage and antique motorcycle auction, January 24th through the 28th at the South Point Hotel and Casino, featuring 2,000 motorcycles with over a dozen collections crossing the block. Broadcast live on Motor Trends Plus. From avid collectors to those new to the Meekum experience, we welcome oh. everyone. Register to bid now at Meekum.com. Mike Wolf has collected motorcycles as they were found. Several different kinds, makes, Harley-Davidson and Indian from almost the earliest years up through maybe 1970. They are all like they were when he pulled them out of the barn. When I buy a bike from the 20s or the 30s, I'm looking at the bike, but to me, I'm romanticizing in a way of like what this country was like then. I've always wanted to preserve motorcycle history and share it with the world. I'm Mike Wolf, and this is my motorcycle collection. All right, that was Mike Wolf and Greg Arnold, a little quick sizzle reel there. That was pretty neat. And we have Mike Wolf by phone with us right now as we're speaking. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the show. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it is just a pleasure. I love the As Found collection and really kind of want to talk to you a little bit about that. I got to tell you quickly, real first, uh, first though. Uh, I talked to a friend of yours, a great friend of mine that I've known in Chicago, I don't know, maybe 20-some years, uh, Bobby Middleton. Oh, my gosh. How do you know Bobby? So Bobby did my first uh, spin the spoke reel. Um, Oh, I've just known Bobby and his father, um, who who, uh, was uh, uh, just great bikers in uh, Chicagoland area. Then he went went on to to make his... uh, to make his metal shop and then his uh, bar. And uh, now I understand he's down in Tennessee by you. Yeah, he actually uh, bounces in and out of Tennessee and uh, Chicago. And he's working on a building of mine in uh, LeClaire, Iowa, where I have my Iowa store down on Main Street. And this building's like 1860 and it's got a a really cool facade. And so he blew everybody's mind. I wasn't there, but I saw photographs of the windows and the doors and the side lights and transom windows and everything that he did. I'm excited to actually see it in person. He's a really good dude. He is a great dude. I'm just a skilled craftsman. I mean, he's just really, uh, he's really on top of what he does. They're, they're just great people. I, I, I miss them. They moved down there and he just texted me back and he said, you tell Mike that I said, hi. I said, I'll do one better. I said, I'll do one better. I said, I'll do one better. I'm going to tell the story. <laughs> oh, very cool. Very cool. So are you in the city or are you in a suburb? Where are you at? We are in the suburbs. So I am in um, Elmhurst, Addison, um, right outside of the airport. And I visit, uh, I visit American Pickers in Iowa. My son just graduated from uh, Iowa school as a welder. And um, oh, nice. yeah, so we go back and forth. I've been working with J&P Cycles. Yeah, I lived in the city. Uh, I lived in the city for a while on 87th and Commercial, 
right off Stony Island, way on the south side. And I lived on, uh, I worked on Glenwood Dyer Road in Chicago Heights for a while. Okay. And I was on the north side, um, on Bryn Mawr and Clark. Oh my God. So I was, I was in and out of the city for, for a while. I'm originally, I was born in Juliet. Yep. Me too. This is Penny FXR. I was born and raised there as well. Yeah, Penny says that she was born and raised in uh, in Joliet as well, and she thought that was really funny that uh, that you. She found out today that you yeah. were there as well. Yeah, absolutely. So you're going to be at Makeup. I'm so excited. I, I I'm excited to see your collection. Yeah, it's a portion of my collection. Um, I put 63 bikes in the auction, and I kept 55 bikes. <laughs> so a lot of people are under the impression Dang. they're like, oh my God, you're selling your whole collection. What's going on? You're like a motorcycle guy and you talk about them and <laughs> you know, about how much you love them and everything. And so what's, how did this even happen? And so I think, um, I think it kind of happens to everybody is, is what I've been telling them. Uh, I'm knocking on 60. I turned 58 this year and I started looking at, um, you know, some of my mentors like Dill Waxler and John Parham and uh, Jim Latin and, uh, you know, guys like that and what their focus was with their collection. And, you know, you know, your collection is such a big part of your life. And, uh, um, you know, it's like family to me. And it's, I know I know people are talking about I know people understand what I'm talking about when I, when I say that about motorcycles and. So it's just, um, I just want to, I, I just want to say more focused and, you know, I came from nothing and then the success of the show, um, brought me so much and, and I feel very blessed, but at the end of the day, I feel like I work somehow better with less. I don't know if that makes sense to people, but sure. you know, it seems like that, that makes sense to me right now in my life. Well, and I think when you said in the, uh, in your sizzle reel, um, you know that uh, there's no way to to get all these bikes running and you know be with them all the time. I mean, when you've got a collection over a hundred bikes, you know there's only so many. hours in the week right or the month <laughs> but um, yeah yeah you're always chasing fuel you're chasing batteries and a lot of bikes i don't a lot of super early bikes i won't bother getting them running because after you get them running you gotta maintain them so you know i mean i'm standing next to in my house here i've got a pratt that was made in indiana and they made wagons and i think they actually made a few cars but these bike this bike was only made for a year and, um, you know, I've, I wouldn't even, I couldn't even imagine getting this running because I like the way it looks now with the original tires on it. And, you know, it's just, to me, it's encapsulated just the way it is. Now I've got bikes, you know, from the thirties and the forties that I do ride some flatheads and some knuckleheads. I've kept all that stuff that I'm going to ride, but my early stuff to me, it's just, it's, they're, they're pieces of art, you know, it's industrial art. It's a, a time in America that'll never come again. And when you can touch something that is what I call, and a lot of people call as found in the original state, then, you know, you can kind of relive that moment over and over again. 
Yeah. You know what I really loved about the the reel was that when you talk about that, um, the history, you know, the pre-1920s, the 20s, the 30s, and I'm thinking, man, this guy knows a lot of history, probably just through bikes, if you know, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, I was never really a great student. I was more of like a hands-on guy. And um, yeah, I mean, I did learn a lot about history um, through bicycles, you know, balloon tire stuff, pre-war and then into turn of the century bikes. And then obviously then I got into early motorcycles and I was fortunate, you know, I mean, to grow up around really the Davenport meet, the antique motorcycle meet Davenport. So, you know, when you walk on the field there, all of a sudden you've got, you know, 800 mentors because yeah. there's so many people that are willing to share their knowledge. Yes. I'm missing that now because all of that knowledge is at your fingertips, you know, where before you had to learn it, you had to read it in a book, you had to talk to people. And, and now at Davenport, I don't bring a lot to sell, maybe a few things, but I just like, you know, going around and I'll spend, you know, maybe an hour in someone's booth just sitting there talking to them and catching up with them because there's a lot of guys you see there that you only see that just that one time a year. Well, and it's a social, you know, it's a social networking Absolutely. activity more than anything. And, you know, that's what motorcycles has brought so many of us together. I've been riding antique bikes for over 30 years. And, you know, I think I started my Davenport dates just by going around the campfires at night and just shutting up and listening to all their stories, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, and I can remember I was scared of guys like yeah. Neil Waxler when I was 20 years old, you know, he was riding around in a convertible Cadillac with all these young girls that were beautiful, they were dressed like 1930s, and um, even though he was only 5'3", even though he yeah, was only 5'3", he had in his mouth, and I mean, when he spoke, you know, he held court, you yeah. know, because he was, you know, people, people listened to him, and, and, and the same thing with all those years at his museum, I mean, that's yeah. Built one, built one of the best museums in the world, you know, and, and Matt is doing such a good job there now. He's such a good guy. I, I, I listen to Matt talk now and I watch him walk people around the museum and it's, he's so engaging. And he's so connected. It's awesome. Yeah, it's really neat. We have one of our listeners, Tara, who's asking, how do you decide which motorcycle to sell? I mean, when you have over 100 <laughs> motorcycles, what do you do? You just like, <laughs> eeny, meeny, miny, moe. <laughs> no, I mean, there was a lot. There was some of that. I mean, no, I, I, I started looking at the stuff I ride, you know, and so that was off the table right away. And then I started looking at like the Indian chiefs and the, uh, the panheads, the flatheads. And there are a couple early motorcycles in, in the collection as well, but I have other examples that are very similar to them. Um, you know, I, I just, um, I can remember where I got a lot of these bikes, you know, the person I got it from, the place, that time in my life. And so you get emotionally connected to some and, and some not so much, you know, so it was sure. difficult. It really was. I mean, it was a it was a process. Once I started talking about it with someone at Meekum, it was probably, you know, six months before I actually made up my mind in regards to one, whether or not I was going to do it. And then two, um, you know, what I wanted to actually sell. That was going to be one of my questions. Did you contact Greg or Greg, did you contact Mike? Penny's asking if you uh, contacted Greg or if Greg contacted you. Um, well, I a friend of mine that actually lives close to me. 
that uh, works with Meekum, and he works mainly in cars, and he specializes in like Chevy Impalas and stuff. And so, um, I started talking with Meekum through him, and then the the relationship just grew. Greg spent you know a day or a couple of days in Columbia, Tennessee, where a lot of these bikes were and um had a great time with him we finally actually got to catch up with each other later in the day at dinner and talk more you know personal stuff but like when he when we're when when he was there man he had a crew of people and they were cranking it out i mean i was very impressed yeah i we got to see some of that through the reel and that was really exciting so anybody that wants to go check it out i i know it's on youtube and greg can give us a Greg, what would be the um you know what the what the address is for that sizzle reel that I happen to see. You know, I'm not quite sure I got that completely, Gina. Oh, that's okay. I think it's on, it's, it's definitely on YouTube. And I think if anybody Google it, uh, uh, you know, and put a, uh, as found yeah, collection, it's, it's also on meekum.com as well. Yeah. yeah. And I think okay. we've shared it on my social a number of times we had they had a lengthy video and then we chopped it into like four or five different pieces that were maybe i don't know a minute to two minutes long is basically what we were trying to achieve with that yeah it was really good i played that at the beginning of your uh interview i, I love the it was a quick uh, sizzle reel of 46 seconds well thank you you know it, it's kind of like um i mean i'm sure you feel comfortable in the space that you're in you know, that you're, that you're, you're talking to me from. And that's the way I feel when I'm in Columbia at that old dealership, you know, I've spent a lot of time there. We've worked on the building a lot and, um, you know, it's just one of those places that grows on you. It's a 1947 Chevrolet dealership. And so, you know, and it also had a Texaco gas station incorporated <laughs> with it when it opened up. So it's kind of like everything is right there, you know, and we've been restoring that building and working from photographs that we've got that are very detailed of the inside and outside. Nice. We're really blessed to have those. And so, yeah, it comes together. So when I did that shoot, I was doing it in a space that, you know, I felt really comfortable in. So I was reading some of the comments at the end of that because I did, I wanted to check everything out and get to know what that was all about for the, for the interview tonight. And uh, some people said, yeah, you know, Mike Wolf, he's seen there a lot. He goes there a lot. You know, <laughs> you got a little fan club there uh, that's, that's watching you. It's a great town, man. It really is. You know how they, you know how this like this. So those places like in the city or in the suburbs where you're at, where you've got your favorite place to eat, your favorite roads to ride on, you know, I mean, it's just nice being around familiar places. And that's why it was so difficult to kind of decide on some of these bikes, you know, I mean, um, those four cylinders, that green and white four cylinder, I got that out of a place. It was like on the very western edge of Kansas Colorado border that area and so it's like where the plains just open up and there starts to be like rock formations and everything <laughs> I remember getting there like you know really early in the morning like three o'clock in the morning and watching the sunset come up before I went over that place and that that, that was like you know a small homestead um, on a dirt road and the garage in the back had that four cylinder in there mm-hmm. you know it was real and I bought that from um I think it was the sons at that time that had that bike. And, um, you know, it's so hard to find anything that's four cylinder, yeah. you know? And so that was, a, that was a great bike to find. And I remembered that one, but again, you know, I was never going to, 
I was just never going to get it running. Um, but I had too many other things uh, ahead of it, and I want someone else to enjoy it. That's one cool. That's one cool thing about I think that's going to be needed the auction. I've never been to the auction before. I've never experienced it, and so it's going to be neat to see the people that buy the bikes. You know, I was going to ask you if you're excited about seeing, you know, how they're getting bid on. And then, of course, who's going to buy it? Because, you know, they're going to want to talk to you about the story behind it. And I mean, you, you if you don't have time now, just wait, because I think you're going to get, <laughs> you know, I mean, I would if I bought one of your bikes. I mean, that was one of the most important things for me is when the bike is sold, I want to be able to if they want to speak to me about it, you know, if I know anything about it, there's a couple of flatheads in there. There's 37 ULs that I've spent time riding and, um, and, uh, those bikes are in there. And so I can actually tell them like what we did to the engine. And I don't know if you know who Mike Silvio is. Oh, of course. I know Mike. Boiling Springs. Yeah. So he's, he's done a lot of the work on a lot of these bikes that, um, that, that are in the auction bikes that I actually got running over the, over the course of the last 10 years, you know, that's fantastic. We, we have a iconic sidecar racer really quick. Larry Coleman asking if you ever found any flexi sidecar bikes, Larry Coleman is asking if you found any uh, flexi sidecar bikes. Um, no, I haven't. I mean, I found, I found the carriage for one, but never the body. You know, I mean, flexi sidecar bikes are, are, are pretty incredible machines. And, um, there was one at Davenport a few years ago that was original paint. I remember there was a sidecar there. I did recently find, um, some bikes that had Goulding sidecars on them, which are pretty interesting to, to, um, to really check out, you know, as far as like the fin in the back and the bulbous nose in the front that looks like a, you know, World War II bomber. I mean, everything was built so incredibly beautiful back then. And um, I've been getting into like, you know, just, you know, Glenn Curtis's story more. And just I listened to a podcast recently on the Wright Brothers. And, you know, I've always so also obviously always been into like, you know, Headstrom and Hendy's story with bicycles. And so, I'm kind of wanting to read more up on all of those things to make decisions on how I want to steer my collection and what I'm going to be personally looking for too. You know, I haven't stopped collecting motorcycles. I won't do that till the day I die. I mean, just two days ago, I bought a, uh, <laughs> a 1913 Pope twin. Oh, wow. And a 12, a Pope, 12 Pope, uh, single that I've been trying to buy that those bikes for about a year and oh my god I was able to buy those they were in Indiana so I'm uh, still always buying you know it's just uh it's I don't think that's anything that's ever going to leave you once it's once you've been bitten by that so when you're saying you're still buying are people coming to you how are you finding this and I like what you guys said in that reel that um you know it's a lot easier to hide a bike 